This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development. I am your host and Brandon Fam. I gotta introduce myself, but no need for an introduction. For my other guests, it is that time of the month. Uh, it is a roundtable news episode, and that means we're gonna have a panel of game developers giving their opinions on the state of game development regarding on game news, all right? So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and switch over to my love cam uh, to Ray Charles. I mean, <laughs> Ray, Raymond Graham. I don't know why I keep calling you Ray Charles. And then uh, Richard Q that is joining me uh, coming from both in California and both from their homes. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good, man. Doing good. All right. How are you guys staying safe out there? Uh, is it supposed to be the split screen thing? Or is it uh yeah man just hold on dude I'm a one man team give me a sec <laughs> <laughs> All right so uh bam you can start seeing me right here but I'm going to switch to your camera too Oh there but, we go there we go so as you can yeah. see uh we're going to start we discussing are. some topics here but uh in the meantime I I want to talk to you guys uh what is the status right now uh the last time we talked, let's kind of start with Richard. Um, you were mentioning that you were still going to GDC, and uh, no, that yeah. has changed, right? I mean, how, how was that? <laughs> how did that go? I mean, uh, it, it, so yeah, like a month ago, uh, I think yeah, GDC was still canceled, but like. I, there's like this interesting Reddit thread that I saw where it's like, when did uh, Reddit get serious? Like, when did uh, COVID nineteen get serious to you, right? And it was a serious thread, so you know, like it, it's mostly serious. Um, and I think for me, when like the NBA was like canceled, like that's when I was like, oh crap! So this isn't just like, it's uh, you know, because like game can, yeah, it's like the real deal. Because like you know, NBA makes substantially more money like when they're playing and, and and all that stuff whereas conventions yeah it's like eh, whatever right um so i think like uh i forget what the turning point was but it was always very sketchy like whether or not we were like going to travel to gdc and all that so we've had to pivot a lot of our plans and everything um and change up a lot of our pr strategies but yeah now like uh definitely now it's like home quarantine and uh you know i mean everybody's doing it now so like it's it's a uh, pretty much the new norm now but like back then you know i I feel kind of foolish but i am on record saying i'm gonna fly to san francisco yeah that that didn't happen that's not gonna happen for a long time yeah Yeah. i mean ray was in ground zero and he's like "Mm -mm, mm, i don't don't (laughs) but ray uh, mr king of the castle uh how, how have things changed since this kind of forced remote work from home pretty much across the industry right now 
Yeah, like honestly, for me, um, have really missed a beat. Right is you know I already work from home a lot already. Um, I have meetings with people all around the world. Um, so really, whether I'm in the office or at my house, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the big part is like some of the stuff I do outside of work. You know, like I I teach kids on the side on Saturdays, and that now is is also online. And and I have I don't really go outside a lot like I used to. So so that has changed drastically. Um, you know, and everywhere I go, if I do go out, everywhere I go is pretty much empty. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, in terms of work, it's, it's business as usual, man. We're still trucking along, still interviewing, still doing meetings. Uh, but it's just all of it's over Zoom. So this is yeah. actually, uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's all over Zoom. Take yeah, note. Buy some take Zoom note, stocks. It, it's definitely gonna <laughs> take note. Whatever. Whatever, yeah. haters. Uh, well, I mean, Ray, you're kind of bringing up a good point. Your 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 company have been set up for remote work and the infrastructure. You, you guys had this for for years now, so the transition was flawless. But uh, the thing is, a lot of AAA companies aren't really set up for this. I mean, with very few people out of the office. Um, so kind of reaching out, mm-hmm. uh, what, what type of stories are you hearing? What type of difficulties are you hearing? You too, Richard. Uh, are you hearing from your friends about how this transitioning uh, yeah. is, is happening right now? Because um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. It's actually, for, for sure, it's actually like, hilarious. Um, yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Richard. All right. Oh, okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> um. So, so uh, kind of as uh, Izzy said, like for us, uh, business as normal for Indy, um, we were already set up to work remotely anyway. We've got folks like who are working like internationally too. So this didn't really change that much. Uh, and for my uh, uh, side job with uh, working with uh, Tencent, like it was already remote. Like, uh, so, you know, I just had my first uh, call with the uh, designers over in Shenzhen over uh, Zoom, which was a pretty... Uh, marvelous software and uh, <laughs> and uh, it actually went just as just as normal you know um but yeah for everyone else though i think like for people who have like worked for companies that like you know day in day out you've been going there for like over five years like i talked to them and they're kind of freaking out it's like oh my god working from home like it's so lonely i'm so used to all the distractions or you know i'm not trying to like you know um, point fingers at anybody but it's like uh yeah i've been doing this for a while like working from home you just kind of get used to it you know so um i think it's going to be a huge inflection point for the industry like for the globe like that industry for everybody when they realize like wait working from home actually we can kind of get used to it and there's like we can be more productive and you know i think that a lot of like industries are going to reflect on just like uh what some of the benefits are not every industry benefits from working from home but like there's certainly you know, video games are affected quite uh, greatly by it. Oh, what kind of, um, and I guess I'll go back to this uh, with, with Ray right here. I mean, what, what kind of stories are you hearing from your industry friends about this transition? Like what, what difficulties are you seeing uh, since not all, all yeah. studios are kind of set up for this or prepared for this since, because the well, emergency would... kind of happened over a weekend and, and everybody was suddenly at home. Yeah, no, yeah. but I, yeah, I would say, I would say that a lot of the, the studios absolutely are not set up for this, right? Uh, without naming any studios, uh, there's a few um, that have really stringent um, security requirements for the computers that are in their office, right? 
so you can't, you cannot work from home, right? There's no infrastructure mm-hmm. set up. There's no, you can't get into the Perforce server. You can't even get into the work network. They don't, they don't know what VPN is, right? Like there's, there's so many, so many companies that were completely not set up for this. And there were some that were like, okay, this is the new world. We're going to buy 400 laptops or there was, there are some that are like, Oh, okay, we're going to, we're going to install Citrix. And then everybody can just uh, tunnel in from their home computer using Citrix to their work computer and they never miss a beat. Right. And then there's others where they're arguing over who should get access to the a hundred licenses of Citrix. Right. Like, so, <laughs> right. So then, you know, there was, there was a wide variety of responses and it was all like, it was all a lot of folks who were trying to figure it out and, and are scrambling right now. Uh, and, and I, and I find it really, and it really brought it to um, to the surface, like how how the video game industry is just used to having a studio of eight hundred people in some location, all working together in one place, and really are not prepared at all for remote working. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of issues with that, aside from security, uh, as you can imagine, right? With uh, software. <laughs> suddenly having to work uh the laptop solution is probably like the the best solution because it comes from one source and then suddenly it's kind of dispersed but uh that takes a long time to suddenly have these computers especially with deliveries kind of coming to a halt with uh actual emergency supplies being being kind of the priority um yeah so richard uh i kind of want to hear your side like what, what kind of things are you hearing from your friends within the industry, just suddenly transitioning and not being very prepared all of a sudden? Uh, The main thing that I'm hearing from my friends is that um, it's really hard. Like a lot of the stuff that uh, when you transition into working from home, uh, if you're like uh, working on an individual project or you're a leader, like you have to learn how to communicate with other people. That's the hardest part because there's so much in person-to-person interactions that you just sort of lose. And so things naturally slow down, not only because like work is a lot slower, um, but then also it's like people just generally don't, uh, like not um, developers, but like consumers generally aren't as interested in like investing money into new things. So there's definitely like, you know, how like the, the stock market is taking a crash. Like that also is uh, sort of reflected in how people are thinking about um, new technologies and new spending. So there's a, uh, I mean, people are playing a lot more games, but they're also much more like worried about like their 401ks, they're worried about their kids, they're worrying about their family, they're worrying about people that um, are affected by COVID themselves. So, you know, in addition to working from home being just a bit more challenging, like there's a lot of just like cabin fever, like the feeling like, you know, they just want to get out and do stuff, but they can't. Um, and there's a lot of uh, friends of mine who, um, are just discovering for the first time how they can actually work from home amidst a pandemic. So it's kind of a weird, I don't, I don't think we're ever going to go through something like this in the rest of our lives. It's definitely a once in a lifetime kind of thing, hopefully. Um, and yeah, so projects have slowed down. Um, it's harder to get news out. It's harder to, cause everyone's now online. So everyone like, it, it, there's no like big announcements as much. Like I know we're going to talk about some of this later on, but like, you know, when the PS5 was announced, I was like, really? What? Like, it's just news nonstop of like, you know, <laughs> just like COVID everywhere. Like, everyone's just like, oh, crap, you know, are we on the curve going up? And 
so it's a it's a different kind of working from home though it's definitely affected by just like uh you you can't talk about the working without working from home without thinking about the reasons why we're working from home so that's like the biggest change yeah the industry definitely got thrown into the biggest fire possible for remote work um, I, I would say a large part of the AAA industry was never really set up for this, but suddenly we're kind of yeah. thrown in with this and with all the kids kind of canceled school, uh, they have to kind of balance the distraction of just the kiddos running around and suddenly having to be totally disciplined in, in doing so. I mean, Richard, you're totally been in that situation, so you're kind of used to it, but even with the challenges of just suddenly the kids... Starting summer early, basically, uh, it, it's a different type mm-hmm. of mentality to like, well, I'm basically going to have to sit there and homeschool them in a way and at the same time get stuff done uh, on this like intensive yeah. schedule uh, for a prolonged yeah, yeah, for time. Sure. Yeah, for, for, for sure. Like, uh, I remember like, uh, I'm sure everyone kind of remembers when like shit hit the fan. For me, I was driving to my 401k financial advisor. And because I was going to ask him, like, hey, man, so my uh, my 401k turned into a 201k. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I, and then, you, like, I, I think you're I failing. I think you're failing your life if you're even trying to do any of that right now. Like, you should just, yeah, like, just let exactly. that sit there and let that marry yeah, yeah. No, you. No, know, just let that go. No, no, I, I, I actually just have not changed any of my investments at all because, like, yeah. I, I thought about it and talked to him through it. Uh, I'm not changing anything, but really what it, what it was is like, I just wanted to talk to him and get his take on it. And then it was like, I got into my car, went to go pick up my kids and then checked on my phone. It's like, oh, school's canceled for, oh, two weeks. That's not too bad. Ah. Then when I talked to some parent, they're like, no, 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 dude, dude, dude. That's, that's April 20th, not, not March 20th. I was like, yeah. oh shit, wait, they're gone for five weeks. And I'm like, wait, is this like the last time I'm going to see you? Like, and then everyone was started panicking. Like all the teachers, all the parents was like looking at each other. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, uh, Leo, um, come, come here, come here. We're, we're getting out of here right now. And we're going to go buy some toilet paper, you know, like, you not, not really that, but like, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do at the time. It was just like, literally like in, um, 10 minutes, like everything just completely changed. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely a crazy crazy situation we're in now. Yeah, I mean GDC Richard still thinks that the kid's going to be back in April twentieth, but bro, <laughs> <laughs> no no no, School no, no. that canceled. already got canceled. Right, yeah. no, 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 I got canceled till May. Yeah. I pulled my daughter out of preschool. She's 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 done preschool for the rest of the year, right. and uh, yeah, you know I'm pretty crazy. much assuming that my son doesn't have any school for the rest of this year, and who knows what happens in fall? I have no idea. Probably that's going to be pushed back for a couple months. Who knows? But also, you know what's crazy about all this, right? I see, I know a lot of folks that have kids in many different cities. And there's some folks that have kids that are like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with my kids. They're out of school. That's it, right? And then there's others that are like, oh, no, my kids are doing classes online. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like, and the, the school set up Zoom and they're just, they're just teaching online. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. Right. So, so it's just shocking to me at how, how different, different schools are handling this. Right. Some schools are just like, nope, we're done. Yeah. And other schools are like, nah, nah, you're going to still learn. Right. So yeah. I find it really interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, that, that was actually my number one concern. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. What was your number one concern? 
Okay, okay. Uh, no, number one concern actually when we picked up the kids was like, I want their education to continue. I think it's important that they learn. And uh, our school has like these programs on Chromebook that the kids use as part of their homework assignment. And now they, I, I, I swear, I got like thirty emails today that uh, from all from our uh, elementary school that has like updated um, programs and assignments and stuff like that. Um, you know, and uh, some people are actually attending school through Zoom. Uh, I was super happy to hear that um, our school had actually moved on um, enhancing uh, our kids' uh, programs. So, you know, um, my wife and I take, uh, you know, we, we um, sub out for like the homeschooling stuff. Um, it's not too bad, uh, but like it's definitely a change. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what groups of kids actually succeed and uh, are super disciplined. Uh, at least I'm looking at my kids. Some are looking at it like early vacation and then extra fortnight time. But I'm looking at my kids as where you can like surpass <laughs> and play not just catch up, but like really leapfrog over uh, these lazy kids. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting year. Tiger, Tiger Dad over here. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Hey, yeah, Tiger, Tiger Fam. Tiger Fam. Dude, I extended his school hour since the cancellation. He like he, he's starting to, to five now, man. It's no two thirty recess anymore. So, oh and I'm always kind of, I don't know how you feel about this, Richard, but like you know, I've been kind of toying with no. the idea. I, I never really, really uh uh wanted to pull him out of school and homeschool but it's something i've been kind of just been playing around for the last six months just because my kid especially has just been really bored with school he's that type he's that type of genius right so mm. um but uh this kind of throws back to you ray like um there's a lot of children kind of at home right now and uh you being the programmer of the group there's a lot of advantages to having that uh skill set as part of the uh homeschooling curriculum is there any resources out there that you feel children uh can access to and this can go for you too richard uh, any game design uh mm -hmm. stuff that we can add to these parents that are trying to just keep their kids busy while they try to work, get them involved. Well, in the well, Unity has <laughs> uh, some free, has some free classes that we have announced uh, that, uh, during this time that you're trapped indoors. Uh, there's a lot of our learning content is actually free right now. Um, so a nine year old can, um, can can pick this up and and this out. <laughs> Yo, yeah, people people always mention. I was talking to a friend of mine. I was actually talk, I was actually talking to a friend of mine this weekend, right? And he mentioned how he thought C sharp was too too much for his daughter right now because she's like eleven. Yeah. And I was like, man, I've seen some kids doing stuff in Unity and C sharp at the age of nine and ten, and I was wow. blown away. Right. So so I, I don't think. I don't think that is too young at all. And, and I definitely think it's a good way to, to really start them young if, if that's something they want to do. Um, so, yeah. So, like, you know, there's a lot of learning content that's actually free right now. We did a blog post about it. So that's what's up. All right. All right. How about you, Richard? Uh, anything that you feel oh, my, like my... can be helpful? What are you doing with your kids, man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... No, they, so so not a, they have their um their uh, Chromebook stuff lessons from school. I mean, my kids are already into a lot of STEM stuff, so um, Osmo is really good for that. I think Osmo is like one of the best. Like, it's actually I love their technology and having the interactivity with the objects and the camera scanning down. Like, you know, there's like a programming one. There's like 
um, serving pizza. There's uh, even like fun, like frozen games for my daughter. Um, those I think are super um, what I would recommend. Uh, my kids are four and six, so your mileage will vary depending on how old you are. Wait, Osmos. Wait, what is this? Yeah, exactly that. Is that rare? Wait, did you have this? Guy? Yeah, that's it. Dude, dude, like what the heck? That's this, crazy. This, this uh, is why you guys complaining about my, my, my broadcasting skills, right? This is what I can do. I can do this. <laughs> but yeah. You so can like, search for Osmo. Yeah, so no. This, this, one, this, this one's super good. And could, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would just jump through, like, because you just need to wait. I don't even Osmos. Where the heck? Beware. No, no, no. no. Uh, look up. Uh, no, uh, no. I don't know what this is. Actually, yeah, you Osmos games. No, uh, just look up Osmo and look up iPad. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, Osmo and iPad. Yeah. Oh, I see. So yeah, like basically like... those things. Oh, so actually starter yeah. kits, hands-on. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and you can just choose a. You can go up to different. It's different ages and stuff like that. Um, honestly, like uh, for one of um one of our uh contractors, uh, like just to you know throw it back to Ray a bit, like um, so we're doing our project in Unity, and with all of the extra time that uh one of our our QA lead has, she uh, I've asked her to just actually start learning Unity, so um, so she can actually help out more because she's got like triple her hours now, so. But yeah, yeah, coding jam is a good one. Nice. Yeah, yeah. This is you've heard of this. uh, This is fun. Do you approve this? Is this just? uh... I I have I actually have heard of Osmo. I haven't really looked in too much into it, but it looks pretty cool for sure. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I can check this. Yeah, it's because because the yeah yeah it's pretty good. This looks uh the the other one the other one that I know (laughs) than me jumping in. Yeah, no, the other one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But the other one that I know is uh, called Little Bits as well. Like if oh, you want to learn circuits and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one. Uh, little, yep. little bits, little, little bits is good. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. All right. Yeah. Talk to you yeah. more. Yeah. 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 I've been trying this, to this, kind one, of this one. This one's uh. Yeah. 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 I mean, the the perks yeah. of actually this all happening is that you know I I feel like I'm actually uh more active in my kid's education now <laughs> and not just throwing them <laughs> in a room full of strangers. Not I'm just hoping. telling them. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, actually, yeah. and he's, um, I, I, at least have on my side, I'm, I'm kind of seeing him more interested in, in this kind of more like, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, what's that? Hands-on. Well, Montessori, STEM learning Montessori type of uh, approach. Yeah. More like, uh, whatever. Not Montessori. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. More yeah, tailored right. to his saying. own liking, yeah. But yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Lot, man. Oh, check yeah. That check that out. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be very helpful for viewers out there and and listeners. Uh, just having these resources because we are having an influx of parents just not knowing what to do with kids uh, and <laughs> suddenly yeah. having to be parents again, uh, which is a yeah. funny way of saying well, that. No, we really as Ray said, though, if you. Yeah. It, yeah, if you are older though, like learning and you're interested in video games or engineering, learning a uh, game engine is always very good. I mean, there's great examples out there. Um I've I've already I've already said many 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 times that I have used Unity for almost all of my projects the last like 5 years both professionally and and personally. So, uh I definitely think like um if you have the bandwidth for it uh and you are interested in getting into the game industry no matter what type of person you are, uh, to, to definitely give it a shot and go for it. I mean, that's how I got my break in the industry, and Unity is certainly very powerful. So there you go, Ray. <laughs> All right. I, I love I love it. 
Well, <laughs> this is a great time uh, while your kids are kind of running about to kind of introduce them to to what you do, right? I think uh, at least with my kids, they still don't really understand exactly what I do. Uh, that's not to say that I'm lazy. I don't know that. what you do either, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to talk to you guys most of the time. So it's a great chance to get them involved early. I mean, we love the industry for, for a reason. So the next topic I want to talk about is uh, Magic Leap, right? I, I don't know how much you guys have heard about this, but Magic Leap have been, they said that they've probably been leaking info to try to kind of raise their prices uh, on uh, uh, potential interest <laughs> buyers out there as a way <laughs> to kind of, you know, it's it's a crap. Uh, <laughs> it's not doing well. They're not, they're not finding uh, a, a way to actually make money off of it. I want to know. Uh, I want to know your thoughts. Uh, let's start with Ray. Uh, you know, you you've been kind of impressed with their tech initially, but it's kind of been in a slow grind. Uh, what are your feelings about mm-hmm. it? No, and I I think the tech is still good, right? I mean, like for what it is, but trying to sell something for like twenty five hundred dollars and not really giving consumers any sort of reason to spend that kind of money, and it was never for consumers. It never made it to actually being a consumer device yet it was just it was just doomed because there's no market for it right um cool cool tech also has to get into the hands of, of the people right and so not doing that you know and of course the company was overvalued they threw a bunch of money into it because ar is the new thing um so i don't know where they go from here i have no idea um, because they've been real quiet lately. And then I did hear about how they, yeah, they're trying to sell the company, but like, I have no idea what's going on. And, uh, and, but it's none of this is shocking or news, right? Because, you know, it just, it, it, it came out and everybody was like, cool. And then just went about their business. Right. So how far away do you think, Richard? I know you've never been a mm-hmm. huge fan of AR, I mean VR, but you've been kind of more hopeful mm-hmm. with uh, AR technology and Magic Leap seems to be still in the forefront of this. Uh, do you feel like the future is still too far away for Magic Leap to kind of profit or, or make a make a stand with this? Or do you think that they're just, just feeling out the, the industry right now to see if there's even any interest? Uh, I, I think they're definitely, I'm trying to catch up on this. Um, cause I had heard rumors about it. Um, most of the articles I'm like glancing through right now, put it in a pretty negative light. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, honestly, like, uh, honestly, like, um, when I, when I read through some of this, it's just like, um, I'm a gamer, man. Like I, I need games in order to attract me in order to, 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 and a thing maybe your your crazy love for your half-life um vr game brandon will be the game that actually changes like my opinion on these things or maybe maybe it'll be something else who knows yeah killer all all i know is that for for yeah uh i i mean so i look at the technology and i'm like dude does this work with like for people like me with glasses like that's like always the thing that i'm super sensitive about so i feel like i'm not even like the target consumer for a lot of these things because i'm always just thinking like dude i just it's gonna be like this big bulky thing on my head on top of my glasses so i don't know um yeah i mean i remember seeing like magic leap like i kind of feel like i'm pouring one out for them right now because i feel like they're they're donezo like um i remember like seeing that video of them reacting to some ar shit like 
years ago. It was really cool, but then it was like, okay, is that it? Like, what's the actual game? What are the core loops? Like, how do I how do I progress? Like, you know, like once you get past yeah. the, the novelty of it, it's like, what else is there? Because a game is a lot more about the sustained sort of like interaction you have with the game itself or other players. And a cool piece of hardware is just that. It's just a cool piece of hardware, you know, like um, I can buy sunglasses that play like music in the sides of their ears. Like there's always cool technology like that, but you know, I'm not going to buy it just because it's not, it's not necessarily a new experience. And yeah, I don't know, man. $10 billion seems crazy. I can't even believe they raised $2 billion. I feel like maybe I should have become an investment <laughs> guy or person. Bro, if this somehow they do find a buyer at $10 billion, that is the magic leap right there. That, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In 2017, yeah. They, they valued themselves at $6 billion, and two, three years later, they they they're trying to kind of get $10 billion out of it. But I think you mentioned a couple roundtables before, Richard, that um you know the gamer first kind of mentality definitely helps kind of drive the uh the general consumer right and the phone is the best component right now for ar technology with uh pokemon go and and whatever iteration next they have with that or any other type of rpg or mmrpg mmo stuff uh, especially in time now right mmos yeah. have been kind of been on the rise since everyone has been uh quarantined so um i don't think anybody's yeah I, d- I definitely things. think that uh no definitely not it, it all comes down to the the hardware and how accessible it is and how easy it is to use i mean it's kind of like when you know the last couple of weeks i keep going like stadia what's the value prop you know like it's one of those things where it's like um like when i look at the vr headsets and yes it can give you like ar right in front of you but as like it the, the biggest threat to that is the phone and the phones are always going to constantly get better. And even things like Pokemon Go is a great example of uh, that technology and works that have a more seamless sort of uh, plug-in into your life. Whereas, like, you have to literally give up a lot of your senses to play this game on Magic Leap or, or anything that requires VR. Um, and so, you know, I look at a game like Beat Saber, and that's like taking that whole concept to like the t- like up to eleven, and that works, and that's cool. But then, like, that's just one game and that's not going to be enough to carry like an entire industry or, or at least like, you know, change the way that like the mass consumer thinks about the about the product. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I'll add to that. That. Um, so Half-Life Alex, I actually dusted off mm. my Vive right. uh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah. I dusted off, like literally, literally dusted off the Vive. And like had to spend like an hour and a half updating drivers and all the different peripherals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bricked one of them and then I had to figure out how to restore it. And then I restored it and then I installed the driver. And then two hours later, I was actually playing Half-Life Alex. Um, and it's a great game. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic game. It's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the gold mm-hmm. standard for a first person shooter in VR. Yep. I also then took I also then took off my headset within an hour, and then played uh, Doom Eternal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so was, like, like so that that will just put it all in perspective for you, right? Is yeah. um, Doom Eternal is way easier to get into, way easier to play. Half Life Alice is a great game. Like, and I'm playing it on a Vive. I'm not even playing on the thousand dollar index, right? I'm playing right. on a on the lower spec hardware, and it's, yeah, like it's it's they did all of the VR things right in that game. 
right? Um, the gravity glove stuff is is amazing. Like it's 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 good, right? But after an hour, I was like, okay, I'm kind of I'll come back to this, but I'm done. Let me let me play something that this will require all of this wire hanging out the back and and like all of this craziness in my room and like trying to make sure that I'm always facing in the right direction and that my headphones don't get torn off my head because they're attached to my computer. Like I didn't have to deal with all that nonsense. That was kind of ripping me out of the immersion and just play Doom, which is also another great game. So, so like, you know, I don't know if Half-Life Alice is enough, but I do know that it, it is something that if you're making VR, you definitely have to pay attention to. I'm also blown away. I'm blown away that Valve, thought they could sell it for 60 bucks and oh. people are snatching it up, which, which is a price point that most VR games do not sell at. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. I'm hearing a lot of people saying it's uh, taking them at least 20 hours, which is really long for a VR to kind of go through it. Uh, me too. Right? Yeah. I, I think I was playing at the same time you were, right? Uh, I, I put, yeah. I have a better headset. Uh, I have the Oculus uh, Rift S. So it was literally just the headset. <laughs> in the controllers i didn't have any uh camera setup so it was a lot easier but there is a there is some type of setup right just the headgear is an extra step and uh i do feel that pain and extra effort just putting things on uh to experiment i will say that uh like you mentioned uh playing doom eternal is a lot easier to get in and you actually probably spend a lot more time Uh, i played about two hours of alex and uh, i had to take it off because i was like disoriented after a while and i usually don't uh but i was in it that was probably the longest session i ever spent in vr and i was like in the shower and i was kind of just not quite out of that world yet (laughs) it was like oh wait okay i'm then it was really crazy because i never really spent that long in vr to suddenly go in the real world and i was like oh wait yeah that's right this is real life so there was a statement with Gabe saying that we're closer to the Matrix than we than we really think we are, and it, it felt very true in that moment. Um, I will say this: yeah, the immersion, like the the, the the feeling of immersion, is really really good. Like I, yeah. I have to say that. Yeah, yeah. It did make me want to f- play it in a warehouse. You know what I mean? Because you technically <laughs> can walk wherever, right? Uh, you do have a teleport thing to kind of help. But uh, yeah, like you said, uh, not everyone has a huge space to completely walk around the VR space. Um, but mm-hmm. I really wanted, I mean, that's probably where the uh, omnidirectional uh, treadmill can be very helpful. <laughs> but it did make me feel like I want to walk around. Like I'm that, I'm probably the 1% of VR user that is wanting to be active in the VR world. I want to walk around. Um, but I I want to go back to a month ago where I felt like Half-Life Alex would be a major milestone for VR games to kind of step up from. I wonder with Ray being like the Beat Saber hardcore, do you feel any differently after playing? Do you feel like there is a milestone that uh, at least a new bar that a lot of VR games at least? I mean, v- FPS no, no. is a sure thing, but like... Are, are, are yeah, no, like I, I feel... Yeah. No, I feel like I haven't played a lot of it. I only played a little bit, right? And and I still think like Beat Saber is definitely by far. It's just it's just a game. It's just my type of game. You know what I mean? Like I just love that game, right? So like that's nothing I play is going to change my mind about that. Uh, but you know, like 
yeah, just holding up my hand and aiming the gun and actually looking down the sight, and then the gun fires where I expected to fire. Like all of that felt really nice, and, and the gravity gun stuff felt nice. It's a little, it's a little hard to kind of aim what objects you want to grab sometimes, but like otherwise, like it's it's very, it all feels nice, right? And it performed really well, even on a, my rig that's not the greatest, fastest rig in the world. looked looked very nice, you know, like. Like I have no real complaints about that game, right? But I, I just feel yeah, I, I feel if you're gonna make an FPS game now, you have to look at Half Life Alex in VR. Like you just have to, right? Um, because they did some they did some interesting things. So yeah. uh does that make you does, does it, at least try does it change the whole game? <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, like, does it change the whole game right now of VR in video games? I don't, I don't, I don't think so, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just really well done. Yeah. I think a lot of people, if anything, are um, at least it's helping that industry, right? I think a lot of people are buying into VR and now are more open to trying VR games. And uh, no, you don't think the you don't think a lot of people. Tried no. for the first time, actually bought a device because of Half Alex, like a good percentage, or, or just a too small no. percentage. No. Those 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 folks, those folks would have to be some hardcore Half Life fans to be dropping the kind of money they would have to drop uh, to play that game. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking between a thousand dollars to what's the cheapest? What's the Rift? The Rift is uh, not the Rift. Sorry, the Quest. The Quest is around. Oh, yeah, but no, the Quest you go two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. I think the quest is like three, three, four hundred bucks, right? Um, and and with the quest to play Half Life Alex, you also need the sync cable to hook yeah. into the computer, right? Right, right, right? Which is, I think, the sync cable. Sync cable by itself is like fifty bucks or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or a hundred or a hundred bucks, I can't remember. But anyway, but like, like the costs of entry is still very high, right? So if you're like out here in the world saying I have to play my the next Half Life game, I'm going to drop four hundred to a thousand bucks. Uh, I'm questioning your your judgment, or you just have a lot of free money just to be spending, right? So, <laughs> so Ray, yeah, give me some. I do want to try the index. <laughs> the index is supposedly have more uh, finger control. Is that really the biggest perk? Well, finger control and higher resolution screen, and also oh, looks better, like faster, faster refresh rate, right? So. It's 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 a nice headset, but yeah, I mean, thousand bucks, man. Thousand. <laughs> I, I just can't go back to camera setup. It, it's really nice with the S to just put a headgear on and just play. Like I hate just location based camera just everywhere. It's it just seems such yeah. a hassle. So I'm not ready to make that unless the next index until the next index. But uh, I mean that's just. Uh, we weren't. I wasn't planning on talking to Alex, but it's nice to kind of hear your thoughts on it since we did talk about it last time. I know we're boring Richard because he only yeah. cares about uh, PC, other PC games. Uh, so. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm reading about. Uh, no, no. In other news, for people who aren't watching about Half Life, I'm reading about how the the guys uh, who made I think the pandemic, the outbreak game, uh, had donated two hundred fifty thousand dollars to COVID research, and they're making a game about stopping a pandemic. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I did read it, reviews That's about Half Life Alex too, so I'm 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 in yeah. I'm also watching, You're listening. Yeah. yeah, it's the best time you have some extra yeah. crash to donate to COVID because it gets your uh, company on a bunch of headlines right now. So it's a smart marketing move <laughs> for sure. Uh, so I want to move on to the next topic. Uh, 
So this is something that we've been hearing uh, as part of being in the industry, but uh, in the current trends of journalism, uh, there's a lot of expose and finally not being afraid of kind of standing up to these uh, AAA companies. And Naughty Dog uh, just recently in the past month have been in the headlines finally talking about malpractice, uh, crunch culture, and uh, more specifically, uh, Last of Us 2. And one of the biggest quotes that I heard that 70% of people, uh, specifically in the designer department, have left since Uncharted 2, uh, since uh, working on that to work on Last of Us 2. So that's a huge amount of senior staffs and leads um, that have been constantly changing at that studio. And uh, would love to kind of talk about what your guys' thoughts are on that. So let me kind of go over to Richard here. Uh, design, mm-hmm. I never really like to give you guys credit, but you guys do play a big part in games. And uh, <laughs> once a senior staff or lead staff leaves, there's a lot of figuring out the pipeline again. And it starts with you guys and trickles down to all of us uh, and can cause a lot of delays, which they've always been having issues with. So uh, hearing that, and uh, it's not news to us, but maybe news to a lot of fans. Uh, what what are your thoughts about this? Same old, same old stuff. Uh, so so the idea that like people leaving Naughty Dog and it causing like a huge change. Like, sorry, I wasn't quite sure what the... Uh... But the well, question was there, Brandon. I'm sorry. The <laughs> yeah. So this is a Kartaki yeah, article yeah. that was released um, a couple of weeks ago, actually. But uh, the whole thing was talking yeah. about pretty much the crunch code uh, culture there, where uh, mm-hmm. you know developers are. You know, I'm sure you have friends, and we all have friends there, right? Every game, pretty yeah. much nine months out, they're in there from Monday through Saturday. They're working like. Yeah, 60 yeah. plus hours and uh the, the only thing they try to make up with it is that after a two three year or f- now four or five year game cycle they give uh their workers like two months off to kind of try to make up with that but the biggest thing is mm-hmm. that uh every i would say summer you would see a huge listing of pretty much every position for contract work every year right so for the layman, they would be thinking, oh, man, Naughty Dog is growing. But mostly it's just replenishing uh, burnout people. <laughs> so mm-hmm, that's where mm-hmm. we're at. Um, kind of want to know your thoughts about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think crunch culture is healthy. I know, like, we've talked about the several times. And uh, part of, like, ever since we had, like, I think uh, a roundtable, like, two or three months ago, or I said, like, part of it is, like, people wanting to do their a good job so they actually volunteer for crunch and all that i was completely wrong with that so um when i started reading more into it actually after it uh i started thinking back on my own experiences like uh crunching a little bit uh at uh blizzard but it wasn't like crunching uh hardcore like this i mean i couldn't i can't even imagine um crunching for several years uh even if the game is like super great like last of us or any of the rockstar games are like i just it's just not it's not at all. Um, yeah, I actually read about that like earlier. <laughs> the construction worker uh, getting fired because they yeah. thought that nobody was in the building when they were working. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, like it's like article, like the rest of the about, yeah yeah yeah. It, it's it's like a lot of the video. It's so like I'm video games like biggest. Yeah. 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 Go for it. Go for it. 
Well, I mean, in, in their article, it kind of highlights how uh, owners of the buildings of one night, right? Uh, construction workers was working within the building <laughs> and there was an accident. Basically, something just fell off the ceiling. Uh, you'll normally, well, that is a big problem. But in this case, because of how culture is pretty crazy at Naughty Dog, there were actually people there. But thankfully, no one got hurt, right? Um, it's yeah, a great way to kind of yeah. start off the article. But this whole discussion about this is how they operate uh, and uh, big Game developers are uh, not really hold as liable because they keep pumping out success. And uh, there's a line out the door all the time for these type of game companies because of their prestigious position. And uh, until they just have a miss, man, uh, there's not really anything I don't think Naughty Dog will do. Um, It's just... Uh, for me at least right on a personal level again not reflecting any opinions of you guys i don't want you guys to be in trouble but uh i just want to say that <laughs> it, it, it's just something that uh i i see naughty dog being one of the biggest offender and everyone to kind of hold them in, in the highest regard for from both fans and game developers and they're just we're, we're probably permitting them to continue to kind of have this type of practice and uh, they're supposed well, to be leader in yeah. the industry, right? Well, I think, I think um, there's a quote in the article actually that says they've never seen success any other way. Yeah. So they don't believe there's another way of, of achieving it. Right. And, um, and so that's that. Right. And so as long as they make good games that are high quality and then um, gamers and everybody else, picks them up and says, I can't wait to play that next Last of Us or that next uh, Uncharted. Nothing's going to change around this at all. Um, and then also, it's funny, like in this whole uh, COVID-19 era too, I saw there's a satire video game website um, that was, the, there was a link from that going around where uh, the headline was uh, not, in the midst of COVID-19, Night Dog is permitting its developers to sleep at home. Yeah. Right? And uh, <laughs> Is this like the video game? Yeah, it's like Hard Times or whatever it was. I can't remember which one it was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's that was funny. Like it's funny, but it, but uh, but it's also it's funny because it's also like yeah, to see something like that actually happening, right? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like you know, it, it is what it is, right? Like yeah, they they just don't know how to succeed any other way. Um, and the games, the games come out and are great. And so they're like, yeah, that's the way you have to do it. And it's not the first time I've heard from people in the industry, not just Naughty Dog, I hear this a lot. The way to get quality is to sit here and, and work and, and iterate and get the quality no matter what, no matter what the cost. Right. And then, and then they, they justify it because then the game is successful. They make a lot of money. The bonuses come through. All right, let's do it again, right? Yeah. Um, and that's just that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And just to correct what I was saying, <laughs> yeah. If anything, uh, Brandon, the uh, oh, sorry, the uh, the main thing that I want to say is like, I think crunch culture is definitely a thing in video game development. I think certain studios do it a lot more than others. I think certain countries do it a lot more than others. Like, you know, uh, oh, yeah. working at uh, with ten. Yeah, like working with Tencent, like um, they don't mind me if yeah, I send my design docs on Friday evening because they're still working on Saturday. Or um, 
it's like in different yeah, industries let's even, even like uh let's not even let's not even talk about china china like it, it's bananas in china. no matter how yeah. yeah they're already back at work yeah 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 and then even like uh when you think about like hollywood like uh what's that studio that like uh messed up on sonic and then they had to do all the reshoots for it re- like redo all of his uh his character modeling and then as soon as they were done they just like closed the yeah. studio just like that i mean that's just like that's just like extra extra brutal i don't even know how like there's no bonuses <laughs> there for anybody it's like it's not like at least like you know you work at naughty dog yeah. you, you know you you crunch like hell you know you slowly move up the corporate ladder you get a lot bigger bonuses but like in hollywood like man you just you just I don't even know how you describe like how much money did like all of the uh, Marvel like the MCU movies make and then look at the credits afterwards it's like you know thousands of people and yeah. you have no idea what kind of working conditions yeah. they are so I think it's the same perception that people have of video games it's like fuck yeah Last of Us 2 but then you don't really think about how it was made like nobody wants to know how the sausage yeah. is made man yeah. <laughs> although I think I think the main I think I think the main difference between video games and movies though is you go into a movie job that's the job the job is to work on that film mm-hmm. right and you, yeah yeah and that's you true. are you are by default a contractor right where in the video game industry a lot of folks you know it's a full-time job you know you're just at that studio and every year for three four years you know you're just gonna be crunching and killing yourself right um and then yeah then layoffs happen if the game doesn't do well and you're like oh what happened right so it's a little bit different but but yeah like mm-hmm. the work and the crunch is still is still crazy in, in both cases right? yeah and uh just to kind of circle back to what you were saying for the sonic uh reshot well they didn't reshoot anything they just mm-hmm. redid the whole visual effects it's yeah pc yeah, moving yeah. pictures or something they are a big yeah. visual effects company and they had to close down. Um, it's very similar to Life of Pi, right? As, as soon as they won the Oscar, yeah. they mm-hmm. closed down. And it's... Uh, it was it's just their Vancouver... Right. Just mind you, mind you, it was just their Vancouver studio because, of course, they could do the work cheaper somewhere else. Of course. So they're yeah, still going on. It's just that particular studio that was working on that reshoot and that well too uh it's an unsustainable model uh obviously a visual effects company should be like a uh, warning sign for game developers i mean we can never really uh compartmentalize all our work for a game in that way there still needs to be a core team to kind of manage all the moving parts of a game so thankfully we have that but trust me they are trying their best to kind of minimize the core team as much as possible and and utilize the the outsourcing um, just to kind of close on this topic, though, with Naughty Dog, uh, one, one of the effects I'm, I'm hoping that this remote working uh, is is going to help with, and I mean, it probably applies to them the most, uh, as Ray was kind of mentioning before, they're not really ever set up for remote working at, at this huge capacity, and they have this Last of Us 2 and, and, and crunching mentality. So uh, kind of like what you guys are talking about, a lot of deadlines will be pushed. Kind of want to see how they react to this. Uh, I'll be very surprised if they're going to still march on with their dates. Uh, but um, I would say this. I am glad that uh, I think from from the crunch culture to no crunch culture, there's an in-between where we're actually uh, having people crunch at home instead and sleeping in their own beds. So I think we need that 
this essential move right here to kind of have ease that concern, right? Just at least have these people, if they're crunching, they're they're working up till 2 a.m. in their own home. Uh, and I, I I take comfort in knowing that a lot of Naughty Dogs are uh, are sitting at home right now crunching on Last of Us uh, 2. I'm pretty sure they're just sitting at their computers, but... Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Go to that's, sleep. that's all. I have Please to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sleep, 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 sleep. Yeah. Um. Uh, one last thing before I move on to the next uh, subject with this COVID. Going back to the first topic, do you think the industry is gonna open this up more? Like, let's take Naughty Dog for an example, as we're talking about them. Do you think that they're gonna go back to their old ways, or they're gonna mix it more with this? type of mentality no all right ray shaking your head go ahead and take it what what do you think no 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 definitely not yeah there's just no there's no big um amount of wisdom that i can impart here but you know money's money the industry's industry when we go back to normal everything will go back to normal it's sad but like i i'm very pessimistic on that yeah Richard, uh, you feel about the same way that uh, these big companies experiencing this for the next two, three months will suddenly just like scratch all the IT infrastructure. Let's just go back to working in the office all the time. I think that um, uh, the quote in the Kotaku article that said they've not known success any other way just hints just how kind of conservative their their thinking is and kind of how short-term thinking it is. So I think working from home is a model that works for certain types of products. Uh, but for something like last of us where you're like really handcrafting every single microsecond of it and then you have all these other game systems like there's just no way you have to you they're gonna put everybody in as soon as as soon as like uh covid goes away they're just gonna pull everyone back in or find people that can they can pull into it that are eager and, and all that stuff it's just it's just a vicious cycle like yeah, video games is highly collaborative and creative, and people need to talk and and, and figure stuff out. Um, yeah, you could do Zoom meetings and or do some sort of virtual whiteboards or whatever, uh, but we're just not there yet for some of these disciplines, and they just need to be there in the office talking with the creative director or the lead artist or the art director or whatever, right? Um, they need to work together in a collaborative environment. So I, I don't see that changing that much. Mm. Well, uh, it was a good try then. <laughs> like the pandemic will actually promote this idea. But if anything, I'll help more like outside vendors kind of help with these studios into being open to remote working. I don't know. Maybe virtual studios are going to be a, a result of this on the rise, right? So I want to move on to our next topic. Uh, it's kind of like a thing that I like to tease. We don't have to spend too much on it. But uh, GameStop uh, counted itself as an essential business because, uh, well, I mean, they're on their last legs. I really do think they already pulled their last move, having Regis uh, trying to pull the shit around, uh, which is pretty much every move that big companies do before they go bankrupt, right? And so uh, I kind of want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. (laughs) I mean, since then, they actually have closed the stores because they were like, yeah, there was reason, right? Kind of told. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. What kind of what yeah. kind of? Uh, I have a friend have of. Uh, yeah. I I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, gaming essential. Yeah, sure. You could say anything that you spend your time on is an essential, but like, there's so many ways to get games. Uh, I had a friend of mine who has been working at what is this? 
This is just what? talking about. <laughs> what that, that's a random, random ad. Oh, no, no, no. That's an ad. Dude, I thought it was like, I was like, that has to do with GameStop? That would have been like dope um you know what's better than going to the dentist going to gamestop or something like that um anyway the uh i have a friend of mine who's worked at gamestop for a long time uh did did, i don't know if you guys knew this but the way that they worked was like they would go into the store but customers couldn't come into the store and you had to and they would go outside of the store and give you your items right so 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 it wasn't actually like people could go to gamestop but so it was just so so strange yeah yeah, I mean, they definitely yeah. tried to profit from this, right? So, Ray, where were you? I know you. you well, like, are, I've been on here a few. I've, I've been on here a few times, and I don't think I've said anything good about GameStop ever, <laughs> yeah. right? So, so you already know my. So already, you already know my opinion, right? Is it an essential retail? Hell no, nah, of course not. <laughs> and like, and there's definitely. Right if, <laughs> yeah, if everybody's home right now, they could just download the games directly to their machines, right? Yeah. On every platform that they that they want to play on. You don't need to go into that depressing, dark dungeon of sadness, right? You just don't need to go there, right? So, like, so like, yeah, like, and of course they said that because of course they want to stay open and make some money while all of this is going on because again they want to suckle the soul out of out of life, right? Like, like just no, just no. Look at this place. Look at these pictures. <laughs> anyway, the no best man. Pictures by the like, way. I can't, the most I can't say. I can't say. Them. Yeah, I can't say anything good about GameStop at this point. It's just it just needs to go away, man. It just needs to go away. I think yeah. you're gonna get your wishing yeah. uh, wish come true because I really yeah. do feel they're they're signaling all types of signs that they're gonna close this year, uh, pulling yeah. all types of bullshit. Uh, but uh, I mean, the memories have been nice. Um, it's always fun. <laughs> man, if the they last... only if only could go there and play like uh, board games, man, that would that would have really turned it around or add like some <laughs> bowling alleys to it, <laughs> some pinball machines. <laughs> probably have more profit richard richard remembers our past conversations yeah. about this i love it <laughs> of course i do i love it I, I i think we said we wanted to go to san francisco to go to that uh golf course golf where you course can thing. drink and get san cocktails jose, and, yeah i do yeah, want yeah. to check that oh yeah in san jose let's do it yeah, yeah. Talk, talk yeah. <laughs> well uh we're we're almost at the yeah, hour, yeah, yeah but right. uh i, I kind of want to talk about this last topic so ps5 uh kind of went on to uh have their little um uh, announcement but it was disengaging uh within the 10 minutes it was some kind of bullshit this is the kind of uh, ray porn that he loves right but for the rest of us we're like what this it was literally uh, this guy talking in front of green screen with these fake people in the front mm-hmm, wait we're mm-hmm. supposed to buy into that so i don't know richard uh, wait 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 are those people no dude no. this is ten- no i didn't out, see dude. it no no it's i can out. i can immediately <laughs> those, those tell that that's bullshit yeah. dude i was and it's uh, moving too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i saw uh, them moving a little bit that, that's it was a oh wow that looks so fake but like they talked about stuff that I was snoring through. So I, I think it's fair to at least go to over to Ray, right? Ray, at least can you break yeah. this down? Was it relevant? Was there anything about this interesting? Because they have yet to okay. get <laughs> right. Look at that. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. Let me break it down two ways, right? First of all, you have to understand that this was going to be a much bigger thing at GDC. Okay. What is GDC for? GD GDC is for game developers. It's not for the consumers, it's for game developers, right? And so if they're going to do a substitute event, it's going to be all about 
the megahertz and the gigawatts and all that nonsense, right? And it's going to be about SSD and and the fast loading speed and all that, right? It's going to be about the technical details. And uh, we got the technical details, right? And the specs of the hardware, which is which is cool. Like that's exactly the type of event this was. If people went into expecting more, uh, they don't know what GDC is about. Period. Right. It looks like a um, state of the so, SNL sketch, dude. It looks like a joke. So, <laughs> you know, but anyway, I wouldn't even get into it. I wouldn't even get into it. I wouldn't even get into it, right? But no, but um yeah. but the the main thing to take away from this though is like from with all the stats, all the numbers and everything, is like they're really pushing hard on low times and they want seamless low times and right. they want to reduce uh they're doing some interesting things in that area, right? And so there's a lot a lot that I'm excited about to see what how games utilize this hardware in order to do no load screens, ultra high speed streaming, and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's 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 the news, and that's what it means to gamers, right? Okay. Um, to gamers, it's like oh, oh, like I can just get into my game and play it right away. Oh, that's like that is the new thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the hardware is also like the GPU, CPU is also great. Right. So performance is going to be crazy. Like we might actually start seeing games that actually at 4K actually running at 60 native mm-hmm. or just running at 60 with some sort of dynamic resolution setup. Like there's a lot there's a lot to like about the announcement. But of course, was it dry and technical and absolutely boring? Hell yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, so I'm, I want to see the games now. Right. So I want them to start talk about okay here's what we've actually built on this yeah it's worth noting that even with this being boring and it was a total bait and switch in my opinion uh it had 13 million views right and i, I saw an article mm-hmm. measuring with the xbox uh, scar- uh what do they call it scarlet what's the next one uh, one x xbox series x xbox oh series so x uh, that only garnered 10 million. So even with its boring ass presentation, it beat Xbox's launch announcement with like typical gamer exciting stuff. But you're saying the hardware yeah. was worth it. It was at least something yeah, but, that that moved you. Yeah, and also mind you, mind you that the Xbox announcement too was very technical as well, right? Okay. These are GDC talks. This is this is during GDC where they're talking to developers making games for the system. So of course, developers making games for the system want to know how the hell this thing works. Yeah. Right. Like at this level. Right. So, uh, so it, it just makes sense. Right. Like talking about like my Xbox came out, was like, you know, uh, constant, like if you saw the digital, it was the digital foundry expose, right. Digital yeah. foundry did a big article about Xbox series X and it was just like talking about locked frame rate, not locked frame rate, locked frequencies of the CPU and the GPU and what frequencies there were at talking about compute, compute units and compute cores where most folks, most folks that like most uh, people that are just playing video games just wanted to know, oh, I have more compute units than this other thing has, right? Just to say, hey, I have a bigger number than you without really understanding how that stuff actually works. Um, so like, you know, like it's, it's yeah, it's, this, this is not the real news. You, you want to see the games and you want to see how they perform on the hardware. All right. So uh, I'm going to go over to Richard real quick. Uh, right after yeah. I asked Ray this one thing. So just comparing the boxes, right? 
Is it pretty oh, much the same? Or what are we saying right here? Is there anything you saw from the PS5 that you're like, oh, okay, that's more interesting than I thought it would be? Um, I don't know. I'm just a gamer. I need to see the games. <laughs> I think, like, honestly, yeah, yeah. man, like, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, because like that uh, question to Ray first. I, I know you're the game designer. Well, uh, you, don't, yeah. you don't care about that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if you, no, no, if I do, you put I them, care. I, I, yeah. If you put them on paper side by side, and look at all, you know, honestly, the hardware that they're using is very similar to each other. They're all based on AMD. Um, what is it? RDNA. Uh, Zen 2 architecture, both of them. So it's pretty much the same CPU and GPU, but with custom modifications on both ends. Um, so on paper, but on paper, uh, the Xbox Series X looks more powerful on paper, wow. right? Uh, but there's a lot of things that the in this whole neat talk they were talking about. Like I said, with the with the hard drive and and uh, the the frequency clocks and all this stuff that it really is going to come down to the games, right? And uh, I think I've been on here before where I said, like, Xbox don't really have the games Companies. right now, right? What are you um, talking about? And so... Like and Minecraft? So, uh, they got whatever shit Obsidian is doing? <laughs> no, no honestly, honestly, Microsoft has the games, if you look at it from, like, if, if Game Pass is their way of making money, right. they have the games... And they have the studios for that to give people a variety of different games, right? Sony is like, nah, we're just going to deliver you hits, right? This every first party game is going to be a hit, hit, right? And so, and so, it really just comes down to what those what those games are. Yeah, honestly, because at the end of the day, that's what sells uh, boxes. At the end of the day, is games. Games sell boxes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ray, uh, is uh, is it true? Like, I just I'm reading this on Tech Radar right now that PS5 could potentially support backwards compatibility because that's like old school PlayStation Two days that I'm thinking about this stuff, and that sounds really cool if it can do that. Well, the only backwards compatibility that they're talking about is uh, PS4 games, right? Um, oh, like, so yeah, it doesn't go all the way yeah. back. Oh no, man. that would have been so dope. I'm playing my yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but Microsoft is like, nah, we're backwards compatible to like Xbox 360, right? Like, they're like, yeah, that's great. We got wow, it all that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that'll, that'll, uh, I think they'll have a much bigger, they'll actually. I mean, I haven't thought about backwards compatibility in a long time, but that's really cool. I think, like, especially now with like uh, a lot of uh, players, like. They have to like dig up games that they've like uh, played buried like a long time ago because they're in quarantine now. Yeah, yeah. buried in the garage, yeah. you know. And so like saying that you have backwards compatibility when you have a library as big as fuck, you know, it's like, you know, people no. people like that stuff. I, I I definitely would appreciate that for sure. It, it's it's actually interesting you you're mentioning this because I think people appreciate it, but the actual people, the number of people that actually use it, like in practice, mm-hmm. like for real, for real, is like really really small yeah right and uh and like you do all this work all this blood blood sweat and tears to to get the emulation or whatever stuff to work and then like nobody uses it right you know what i mean and but then of course it's a major (laughs) it's a major selling point when you want to sell the console right because everybody's like oh yeah yeah you have to be backwards compatible and then the five people that really care about it um everybody everybody else has their old console is still hooked up and they just play games on that right so it's kind of it's really weird yeah 
I yeah. see it as a long-term yeah. investment, like um, the same way that DVDs kind of kind of left, uh, you know, in the streaming world for for movies. Kind of just have that huge library of inventory, right? I see once they have those ten dollars subscription up and ready from both Xbox and PS five, uh, mm. that's going to be a huge selling point to be able to play PS two games on your phone or, or whatever, right? So I think it's definitely worth yeah. investing for them to do it now. But I think you yeah, are correct sir. for the yeah. PS five people to actually buy the console. They're not going to really mess with that as much, but the subscription service is going to be huge. Just having thousands of games available for 10 bucks a month, man. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That is a dream. Game pass. Oh, oh yeah. Imagine game pass. And then you add Project X Cloud, like that's Microsoft's strategy, mm-hmm. right? They like right. they want you playing their games everywhere, right? Yeah, very smart. And uh, and that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a very yeah. interesting year, and uh we're we're at the hour mark. But I also wanna have your guys' final thoughts, right? I'm very surprised that they're going forward with these consoles at the end of the year. Will there be people still having jobs to buy these things? Like, is that a <laughs> Is that still happening? It seems insane that we're going through this like economic downturn and then people will have enough like $500, I'm guessing, right? To kind of shell out to to buy these consoles. I'm very surprised that they haven't delayed this. I'll I'll say this, right? I I think all these things, all these things are coming out at the end of the year, right? So Christmas, right? I think like, you know, everybody's hoping that this will be over long before Christmas. Yeah. Right. So that's that's the that's what everybody's thinking is, and that's what everybody's hopes and dreams are. Because if it is going on much longer, like yeah, it'll, it'll be real bad. I think if that was to happen. Right. Yeah. I I um I think that what in the optimistic case, and I want to be optimistic because I've got kids and uh you don't want you know and all anymore. that stuff. <laughs> No, no, no. I left them having home. But instead, I'm talking to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll no, still be here. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Um, I, I want to believe that we'll beat the uh, COVID-19 before the end of the year for sure. I think uh, if we do, I think what will happen is, you know, the global economy will kick back up slowly. Though, I mean, the damage is done. There's not... A lot of people have lost jobs. Unemployment rate is ridiculous right now across the globe. Um, but when things stabilize, I think people uh, will want to start buying stuff again. And um, I don't know like how that compares to a normal economy uh, when you have these announcements and you have all the conferences to build up the hype. Um, but I do think there's going to be, you know, once the coast is clear, like, a lot of people are just going to come out of their homes and just want to party and do things and live life like they, like they used to, you know? And so, uh, end of the year is a pretty good time. Always a good time because of Christmas and the holidays and all. Um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, for everybody out there that is going through this, uh, we are at home with you. And uh, if China is any type of uh, sign of hope, you know, it seems like they are in a better uh, position after like four months or so. So it seems to be going to take us through the summer like everybody kind of am guessing right now. So uh, by that time, we'll we'll save enough money to get a PS5. I guess that's the, the plan. <laughs> or the, or the oh, next iPhone, the which will probably cost twice as much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because of well, that's the thing we, we actually didn't. 
yeah. well, that's the thing we actually didn't talk about there's like there was no mention of price right and uh and yeah yeah i'm interested to see how much these things will actually cost as well can it really cost more than five hundred dollars there's no way I don't, I don't think people will accept more than 500 uh, wait i don't understand yeah. like phones are so goddamn expensive now it's like same man it's a I different type just, of mindset yeah it's crazy but like i consoles, know i know but still it's, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 no what it really is folks don't actually buy their phones quite frankly yeah. right like yeah, folks yeah, buy buy their phone for 100 100 bucks and are in their plan for three years right so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the console, yeah, you got to drop. You got to drop that money right now. All you got to drop all of it right now. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the Raymond. You do layaway. <laughs> you could probably do some layaway or something uh-huh. on the console. Layaway. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward more and more to hearing about their Project X Cloud, their their Sony subscription model. I think that is the future. A great, uh, a great way. I am enjoying at least my uh, no cap internet right now because of the COVID. So that is one perk, <laughs> which also means that they never really needed to kind of cap data cap us at all, uh, which kind of makes them even shittier. Um, yeah. <laughs> just making us go through through all that. But uh, in the meantime, I want to thank you guys, uh, Raymond. Uh, Ray Graham, uh, you can find his Twitter at, uh, I'm going to have your handles next time. So they don't have to memorize this. Where can they find you, Ray? At Waterass? How do I say it? Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it's uh, Waterass and it's W-A-D-A-R-A-S-S. All right. Uh, thank you, Ray, for coming on. And of course, Richard yeah, Q, yeah. where they can find you on Twitter? Yes, they'll find me at Twitter at missing underscore tooltip. All right. I'll, I'll promise you guys <laughs> I'm going to tap into my graphics department and get you guys Twitter handles up for next time so they don't have to memorize it. But we do have listeners out there, so we, we do have to repeat it anyways. So that, that concludes yeah. this uh, this month's roundtable. I want to thank you guys again. Uh, you know, we're here every month, kind of just round the news. Join us at any point live or through the comment section and hit these guys up in your Twitter handle if you have... Uh, take offense to anything that Ray or Richard says. Go ahead and talk to them directly. <laughs> Don't have to go through me. Uh, Definitely talk fine. to Brandon about that. <laughs> Brandon about that. Yeah. I, I want a global opinion of, of what's uh, you know all our topics, and we always have fun here. So I want to thank you guys, and uh, yeah. see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. 
you want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail future, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody